They're gonna catch us. This is an extremely precarious situation. I am vexed, Eleanor. A marriage counselor and a human lie detector isn't my first choice for company either, but they have no reason to suspect us. Plus, I think they may have actually just come here to, you know, swing. I say we do it. It'll get them to stop asking questions. No, I, I am not going to have sex with someone to get them to stop talking to me. Really? You and I are very different. Yeah, I noticed. You know what, man? I have spent every second in this place worried I was gonna get caught, but if we go down right now, that's on you, okay? Oh, you spend all your time teaching a charming, awesome lady. How sad for you. Face it, dude. I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. Because guess what, Cheaty? You basic. Hello everyone and welcome to day six of our brunch siege here on Into the Time Knife, a good place rewatch. How are your crepes, Steven? Oh, my crepes are solid, but I'm absolutely full to the brim with mini waffles. I just keep shoveling them down my throat. And it's just a good place. You can have them down. whenever over as long of a period as you want, but you're just shoveling them in. I just can't stop. I, I'm waiting to feel that fullness that you feel after your 43rd mini waffle, but it's just not coming. <laughs> you're waiting for the enlightenment that comes at a certain point, and it will yeah. come eventually, so you're not going to stop. Somewhere between my sticky maple syrup fingers yeah, sure. and my messy little face, I'm expecting to really feel God, but I haven't yet, so I'm going to keep keep on chugging. <laughs> Everyone, I'm so glad to be back for another chapter here on End of the Time Knife. We're here to talk about the fifth episode of The Good Place. We're going to get into everything. Category 55, Emergency, Doomsday Crisis. Hi, everybody. I'm Zach. And I'm Steven. And how do you row a boat? <laughs> this was just a dream in theory. That's really funny. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. It's been a fun week. It's only been six days since we last recorded, but I feel like... It was long enough time for me to be excited to join you again to talk about more of The Good Place. I'm getting into the show. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm so excited. It's so hard not to just watch all of it every time I go to to watch the episode. I haven't Well, this is so fun for me because it's we've talked about it a couple times, mm -hmm. but just absolutely reliving what it was like for us to be friends as The Good Place was airing weekly. Yeah. Uh, because never since then have I not binged the show. I think yeah. I've watched the first season completely in one day more than once. Absolutely. And it and it's easy to do that. Mm -hmm. It just – you keep wanting more. Like my mouth is just watering for more. But there is something so fun and satisfying to watch the show the way it was aired and intended to be seen as a weekly what's going to happen next. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's so rare – that a, a sitcom can follow this overarching storyline beat for its entire run and never get stale. I Every episode has benefit to the story, and I think that that's so special and so rare to find in a, mm -hmm. in a show that's this funny. Well, we're going to get into all of it, but we're going to start off the show this week by shouting out our $10 and up patrons for this podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, Emmy Azrael, and Autumn Marsh. Five people that we're very grateful for. They help us a lot to make this show bigger and better as the months go by. And we would love to add a few more names to that list. 
by being a $10 and up patron over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, where patronage starts at $5 if you just want to get all of our bonus content and, and all of the little things that we do that are really fun over there. So check it out. Yeah, Zach and I want to get purity slash uh, promise rings to commemorate each one of our ten dollar and up patrons so far Absolutely. one hand is is taken but we still got another hand and two feet full of little piggies we just want to wrap a ring with your name on it around so, <laughs> so don't don't keep us from having rings on each toe <laughs> join patreon yeah, join the patreon Stephen, how have you been this week what's going on in your world anything exciting you'd like to report i've been good I, i've been feeling a little under the weather a couple days this week but overall i'm doing well uh it watched some uh, some TV, saw some of The Last of Us. The first two episodes are incredibly brilliant. The practical effects are kind of outrageously good. Cool. Um, and they have reimagined some things from the game in a way that works even better that I think brings the, the scale and the gravity to live action really intelligently. So if you, whether you have any interest in the game, if you're a fan of any sort of suspense or action or thriller because it, it, it can be summed up to oh it's a zombie show but it's it's way more than that the zombies are are if you want to call them zombies is, are, are around they're existing but they're not at the heart of it and i think hmm. that's what sets it apart from something like the walking dead so it, watch it it's really really good really well done the music is fantastic the acting's great so check it out i think it's one of the rare video game adaptations that seems poised to grab an audience that isn't video game people yeah right which doesn't happen too often no so good for that i'm excited to check it out the halo movie was not bringing in a lot of uh people that didn't play halo didn't bring a lot of people that played halo either but yeah and you (laughs) not really you not realizing that it's a tv show and not a movie of which there will be more of yeah (laughs) shows you how big of an impact it had on you yeah Since last week, the Oscar nominations happened. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully, Everything Everywhere All at Once wins some big awards, mm-hmm. and I think it might. Uh, but since we last talked, I guess the movies that I've been most excited about, Women Talking, it's one of the mm. Best Picture nominees, and it's just a beautiful... Alternate ha- name for this podcast. Women Talking, yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't... Uh, what do you call it? It didn't... Make the cut. Didn't research test well. group. What do you call those? Like focus group. It didn't focus group well. Calling yeah. this podcast "Women Talking," <laughs> but the movie is great. It's really haunting. It's about a real world tragic story, but it isn't the homework, uh, uh, torture porn type movie you might expect it to be. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of heart and was a really easy watch, and I had a lot of fun, and it, it affected me a lot. So, women talking, and also Marcel the Shell with shoes on. One of the best animated feature nominees I finally checked out. And it is just as cute and sweet as cute and sweet can be. And if you know Marcel Deschel as a character or not, I think, and whether you're a kid or an adult, because mm-hmm. um, our, our, our audience is predominantly children on this podcast. Yes, absolutely. Um, you should check out Marcel Deschel if there's a way to watch it. It was really cute. Yeah, that's, I really want to see that movie. What did it get nominated for? Best animated feature, which is really nice. interesting it's because not <laughs> it's not an animated film. No. It's live action with stop motion. And what's really interesting is that it's shot like shaky cam style because it's yeah. a documentary. And I'm not really sure how they do the stop motion alongside shaking the camera. It's really Yeah, that's impressive. really fascinating because that's kind of 
uh, tricky. It's contradictory, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. Also, my birthday party. I'm a man of 26 now, and wow. I had a movie theater birthday party where we did- You're 26 men in one <laughs> trench coat? That's impressive. Yeah. We did a private screening of The Emperor's New Groove on the big hey, yeah. screen. The 2001 classic. Three, fan four fantastic voice acting performances in that movie. Patrick Warburton, are you are you including David Spade? Yeah, um, it's um, a great Cusco. John Goodman and Eartha Kitt, of course. Eartha Kitt seals the show, obviously. But Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay, so it doesn't hold up as much as I remembered, but what does hold up is that it's an animated Disney film that's solely focused on joke after joke after joke yeah. after joke. There are some small emotional pulls, but not in the typical Disney way. It's kind of if a Disney movie can be, it is kind of underrated because it's really. I really think it's funny. so funny. Yeah. And I think it had a, a pretty quality Saturday morning cartoon that spawned from it. Uh, no, Emperor's I didn't New like school. the show. You didn't, didn't like Emperor's like New School? One. No, I didn't. You didn't find his love interest attractive? I don't remember young... her. Was it Miley Cyrus, though? I hope not. I think it was. One of the voices was absolutely Miley Cyrus. Oh, shit. Maybe it was. Never noticed. And the guy who did the voice of Cusco in the show was the guy who was the fake dean in Community. Fun facts. Nice job, Thank Zachary. you. Thank you. Let's move on to The Good Place. There's plenty to talk about this week's episode it. of The Good Place. It's the fifth chapter of the show, season one, episode five, category 55, Emergency Doomsday Crisis. What a title. Yeah, it's a mouthful, but it's worth it. This episode was directed by Morgan Sackett, who in the future on The Good Place writes the episode's Team Cockroach, Janet, apostrophe S, which is one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Um, she also directed Tinker. And I'm sure that was a tough episode to direct. So I'm excited. I'm, sure. I'm super excited to get to that one. Mm -hmm. Probably the best episode of the show. It might be. That's a tough one. I like. Also, she writes Tinker Taylor, Tink, oof. Tinker, Taylor, Demon, Spy, nice. and Patty. And outside of The Good Place, she directed five episodes of Parks and Rec and two episodes of Veep, where some of the more noteworthy credits there. And nice. this episode Veep's was written... a great show. I've never watched it, but I'm sure I would love it. It's got a ton of people that I think are very funny. Yeah. And, I, and I've, I've gone on record saying Tony Hale's best performance, which is saying something, because I love Buster Bluth. Did you watch season five of Arrested Development all the way through? Yes. Yeah. Um, this episode was written by <laughs> Matt Murray, and after this, he writes in The Good Place, The Ballad of Donkey Doug, and nice. You've Changed Man, which was actually the episode that Steven and I covered on yeah. our previous podcast that led to the vote that chose this podcast that we're doing it's true. right now. It's a great episode. Um, and outside of The Good Place, Matt Murray was a writer on 139 episodes of Saturday Night Live. Wow. Um, and an in equal... Uh, stature in the comedy world. He was a writer of six episodes of The Cleveland Show. Hey, yo, is this The Cleveland Show? Um, and he wrote two episodes of Community. He wrote Advanced Gay and Virtual Systems Analysis. I like both of those episodes. Uh, he's written four episodes of Parks and Recreation, three episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He created a show that only lasted a season that starred Cal Penn that was called Sunnyside. I remember that show. And more Existing, recently, he's it. written episodes of Girls 5 Eva on Peacock and Rutherford Falls, which I think might have also been on NBC. Ah, don't Not know sure. those. And this episode originally aired on October 6th, 2016. Steven, you've got a task out for yourself. Yeah, I... It's tough this week, Zach. You think so? Why do you, why do you say that? Because there's two main 
plots that are happening, mm-hmm. but they're both pretty meaty. I don't know, you know, there's backstory, there's front story, there's, there's you know, marriage story. There's so much to talk about here. <laughs> there is a lot to talk about, and this is an important task because it's up to you to tell people what episode we're talking about today before we have an in-depth conversation. You're here to remind people what happened, and I don't know if I could say the title of the episode in 20 seconds, let alone yeah. everything that happens in it. I certainly can't. But are you ready to try? I think so, Zach. What's it time for? What do you mean? You didn't say the name of the of the bit yet. It's kind of part of it. What are you implying? I'm implying <laughs> that I can't perform unless you give me an environment to perform, Zach. We, this was discussed in my contract. This was my, my manager Ladies told Ladies and gentlemen, you, it is time for Did Steven, did watch, Steven the episode watch the episode this week? This week! That's why I didn't say it. Exactly that is the reason why I didn't say it. You've got 20 seconds. Tell me when you're ready, my friend. Let me get a deep breath. Let me give him a good back crack. Oh, there we go. My sternum went too. That means I'm good to go. It's a good sign. All right, 20 seconds on the ticker. I'm a little nervous. I'm feeling some anxiety, but I, I can do this, Zach. I've got, I've got my bud here. I'm just going to look you in the eyes if I get lost, okay? All right, let's get to the butthole. Three, <laughs> two, one, go. The sinkhole's getting bigger. Tahani wants to help, but she's haunted by memories of inadequacy from her past. So when she snoops and finds herself at the bottom of the rankings, she's distraught. Meanwhile, Eleanor and Chidi are starting to have some tension because Chidi's tired of her. He needs a break. But then Michael quarantines the whole place because the sinkhole's growing. They get stuck with a whole other couple that might want to be swingers, but they're ex- I mean, that was 20 seconds. Yeah, that was 20 seconds. What you did and said was good, but there was- a whole so much ending more. to the episode that you didn't get. I think you spent too much time on the Tahani thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what to give you, though, because I do appreciate the passion in this one. I felt the heart and soul more than in the yeah. last one, which was a complaint. But I also feel like you missed a decent chunk. So I think that's a C plus. I think that's the second C plus you've that's gotten. That's fair. That's fair. I think what I, what, like you said, what I, what I had was good, but there just wasn't was time really good. for me. Almost yeah. a B minus. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have a student, kind of like Eleanor, that you really like them and you really want them to do well, but they just don't do the work. Yeah. <laughs> I've been that student a few times. Let's move on into some trivia. I've got quite a few questions for you. How many do you have? I have six for you, Zachary. Okay, I'll kick it off. This one was tough for me because I, I was enjoying the episode so much that... It is a good one. ...that, like, writing down notes or questions, it was not my priority. But I, I think I got some some stumpers for you. Okay, well, my first question, where was Sheila going to make Donkey Doug move after the wedding? Oh, shit. Was it, uh, like Sarasota or something? That like is that? correct. Fuck yeah, I know good my job. nothing Florida towns. Uh, what flavor of frozen yogurt does Gunner order? Oh, no. I don't know. I don't even have a guess. I don't. What is it? Folded laundry. Folded laundry. Very nice. What is Tahani's neighborhood ranking? Fuck, I knew you were going to ask this. Is it like 321 or something like that? That is right. Holy shit. Good job. God damn. Oh, calm down. (laughs) Oh, God damn <laughs> and how many have i gotten so far uh zero okay one that's okay we're gonna okay. get there all right uh what year did john stewart mill die 
<laughs> it's on the board. It's on the chalkboard. Seeing as I don't remember that name either, I'm <laughs> gonna say this is a pull out of the ass. What if I got it right? That'd be I good TV, you. wouldn't it? I'm gonna say 1865. Oh my God, Zach, you're so fucking close. <laughs> what was it? I'm not gonna guess. 1875. Whoa. I mean, that you was were a really small close. win in and of itself. From yeah, impressive. Uh, okay, my next question for you: What art style is young Camila? Camilla, sorry, respect on her name. Mm -hmm. What art style is young Camilla moving from and into? God damn it. Uh, she's moving from, I'm going to get this part wrong, but That's I'm going to okay. give the whole answer anyway. Uh, is it from her like contemporary, uh, fuck, contemporary impressionist to abstract realism? Well, neither of those were right. Contemporary uh -huh. Impressionist is an episode of Community. <laughs> so that's something. She went from her structural mm -hmm. to her conceptual obstruction period. Abstraction period. No, it was obstruction. Unless it's it was because of his accent. Yeah, it's abstraction. I think it I was abstract. As someone who watches episodes with the subtitles, I can confirm it is That's abstraction. True. Sorry that I have the best hearing in the biz. <laughs> I heard Zach's ears are primo. Okay, go ahead. Um, what neighborhood number is this? I should know this one because yeah. it's kind of like a point in the show. Mm -hmm. I know it ends in B. No, <laughs> not I thought not it was according like, to the uh, thing that was up the same place to Hani check the rankings. Yeah, I thought it was something like two thirty seven B or something like that. Then I what what do you have? Uh, one two three five eight W. Huh? Uh huh. Maybe Which they change it. Maybe it's a kind of continuity. Is a spoiler if you know what that number means. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Why that number would be a spoiler? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. My next question for you. In Chidi's Dream Paradise, what is he reading? French poetry. Good job. Three for three. Uh, well, three for well, four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long was the welcome channel on loop? God damn. Three days? Oh, you're close. It's two days. Mm, okay. Close, but no cigar. No Once cigar. Again. Not a bridesmaid. What does Michael say can be used complimentarily to explore the neighborhood grounds? It's in one of his, like, warning. It's on the TV's channel. Yeah. What you're just um, talking about. Janet? No. Well, that is one of the things. But he says you can use the complimentary Pegasus to explore the Aww, grounds. Cute. Your turn. Um, what was the name of Nina's book? That's my next question. Nice. How to spot... Problems in a marriage from a hundred feet away, hundred miles miles away. away. I knew that. Yeah, it, you know, close enough. Mm -hmm. What does Camilla have her gold medal in? Uh, archery, Olympic archery. Good job. Yeah. Um, how much money did Sahani's parents leave Camilla? Ooh. I'm going to talk you through my process. I feel like mm -hmm. it's in the 60 million range. I want to say $63 million. You're really close. It is in the 60 million. Damn it. We're what is it? $68 million. Okay. Got to finish the other half of that three, buddy. How too soon were Tahani's donut holes? Oh, nine days exactly. Do you have any more questions? Uh, no, that's my last one. That worked out. That was my last question too. Hey. Look at us. 
kiss on the lips for you, Zach. Well, we don't have any trivia to read out this week, but we will be hearing from one of our patrons later on in the Good Place, Bad Place segment, and Ooh. later in the show to talk about their thoughts. Hey, yo. And write us in. If you want to write us in trivia for future episodes or your Good Place, Bad Place writings or just your thoughts in general, timeknifepod at gmail.com is the place to reach us. And at timeknifepod on Twitter is the place to find out when we need our questions for specific episodes. Well, all that's left to do now is talk about this week's episode. I want to hear it all. What do you think about Category 55 Emergency Doomsday Crisis? You know, you said it last week, and I don't think that you could have said it better. There's not a bad episode of this show. Yeah. Uh, It's crazy that an episode that could be forgotten, maybe? I don't know. In the grand scheme of the theme of the show, it's a turning point in some ways, but I think that this episode is just such a fun ride. I love, you know, that we get Tahani backstory. This is... You know, other than Jason overdue. and Eleanor. Even with five episodes in, it feels overdue. Yeah, and I and I love what they do with Tahani's backstory. And, and without getting too far ahead of myself, I think that it has one of the most thoughtful and memorable payoffs that the show does. I think that it gives us so much insight into why Tahani is the way she is. Absolutely. I think um, I'll talk later in spoiler talk about how brilliant this episode is, but I love that... Jason's runner the whole episode is that he's just eating waffles in the mm-hmm. background. I love that this is the so first you're saying you know, we, I we, can't be excused. <laughs> no, we, go ahead. We're, we're talking about uh, Eleanor and, and Chidi about how their bond, how instantly likable, and how this connection they have. This is the first time we see strain there. We see Chidi and like it works just as well. It's perfect because yeah. it's believable. If I were Chidi, I'd be god tired of. Eleanor at this and point. And we will get into it more, but we've been talking all series so far about how tragic it is that Chidi wants someone to love so badly. This episode, he gets to say what he's feeling and it, it pays off really well. It's like a, a really satisfying buildup that you kind of had to have been paying attention to to really yeah. see that it was coming. Uh, I thought they did that really well. A lot yeah, of things great in episode. this episode. What do you, what really do you well. think, Zach? A really good episode. I don't have any complaints while I'm watching it. If mm-hmm. I was going to knit any picks... Yeah. Or pick any nits. How if I was gonna pick a nit? Yeah, am you're I allowed pick to say that? Is yeah, that I think so. insensitive in some way to say that? That's you know, we'll see. We'll find okay, out. We'll see. <laughs> Write us in. Timeout at gmail.com. I think if I was gonna complain about this episode, the title really grabs you and mm-hmm. the crisis could be a little more crisis-y. Everyone's yeah. like stuck in their places. This would have been a good episode to have some CGI mayhem going on. We don't yeah, the get only that one much. who's freaking out is Michael. But outside of that, I don't know. It's a great episode. I just think maybe you could have called it something else. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Let's dive into it. Let's do it. Yogurt store in the beginning. Janet is manning the yogurt store. I wanted to look at the wall of flavors to get something. I couldn't something. read one. I, I read Caramel Macchiato. Nice. Which would be great, I'm sure. But I was mm-hmm. trying. I was hoping they would all be concept flavors instead of Me too. flavor flavors. What do you think about the idea of flavors like full phone battery and folded clothes or linen or whatever? Gunners you know, with? as someone who plugs in their phone every night when I go to sleep, that's not a feeling I normally like crave because my mm-hmm. phone is normally either fully charged or needs to be plugged in. But I think for me, a flavor like, you know... The, the last wipe of your bum when you <laughs> when you take a poo and you're like, yeah, ah, sure. clean, clean enough for me. Oh, you man, know? what would I – I think a good one for me would 
be coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I say like the the first sip of a cold beer at a sporting event that always works good, or just like the that single swallow of a of a hot dog. You know, when you just gulp the whole glizzy down in one go, and like you choke a little bit, but you like it. Like that's the flavor yeah. of frozen yogurt. I yeah, know. the fe- the, the flavor choke. of the feeling when you're Brendan Fraser in the whale, and you're choking on two pieces of pizza with turkey on them, and then someone unlodges it from your throat. The feeling of when it finally clears. That's the yogurt. That's that's the yogurt. I I I kind of feel like they they stole our bit here, Zach. You know, we're sponsored Actrivia. by Actrivia. That was after this. <laughs> no, no, no. Actrivia has been around since the 1850s, Zachary. I want to apologize to, for saying coming earlier. <laughs> we go pretty <laughs> blue okay. on this. That was a stretch. No, I mean I'm never gonna take it back. Yeah, I, I want mean, it but, to taste like coming or like feels. you know what would be an even better flavor. I just felt weird about when it. You gotta bring pee it back really up. bad, and like there's that little feeling while you're peeing that's almost like when you come, but not quite there. You yeah, know what I'm talking about. I absolutely. I think that's just a guy thing. You're talking about. You know what I'm a talking really about. satisfying pee, and it's a mm-hmm. young guy thing because when you get a little older, the stream gets a lot slower, and I gotta work harder. Yeah. Drop. Yeah, I'm already but having to put more effort in. There is something very sexually gratifying about the urination process. Yeah, and if that were a yogurt, just yeah, I, all just, people with 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 penises, it's a great feeling. We're Write us in. Great start. What's it I feel like if you don't have one? Flavor, Write us in, tell us that too. I think the same relief of bladder emptying is there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we ever highlighted the voice of someone that has a vagina, maybe we would know, but we don't. Hey, like we said, women talking did not <laughs> test well for us. So uh, I thought, okay, the idea of a flavor that tastes like folded laundry is great because not only is it the great smell of laundry, the work is already done after mm-hmm. the laundry. So that was a really good one, I thought. Yeah. I Even for me, it'd be better would be already put away folded laundry. Like when yeah. you open a drawer and it's just stuffed full of clean clothes. Ooh. And then you get into bed and your bed clothes are clean. Mm-hmm. Very nice. You know we sleep naked, Zach, together. Come on. Ass I to do, ass. I proudly am a naked sleeper. Nice. I'm I got to have socks on my much. feet no matter what. Socks on your feet? Yeah. Naked except for socks? Always. Are you shitting me? No, I always have socks on my feet. I'm not a barefoot type of guy. But do you sleep naked other than the socks? No. Not usually. Okay, then that's a. I don't know, man, but sheets feel nice. I keep your, my on undies your toesies, on. On your little toesies. Mm, my toesies are do not like being exposed to the open air. <laughs> that, from my experience, has not been the case. <laughs> Zach, you know my toesies are not in the open air very long <laughs> together. They're they're getting stuck somewhere. Okay, quick. so what we <laughs> the good place. Yeah, about seven minutes of penis and toe talk. That's, and come, that's don't forget the come. And we had don't come. forget the come. <laughs> uh, I want to. Okay, so Eleanor is so proud of herself because she can't decide on what yogurt she wants to try, and she lets someone go in front of her, which is something that she has literally never thought to do before. Yeah, that and was she, cool. Good for but her. It's such a small thing that everyone else does without thinking of or should do without yeah. thinking of. And she's so excited that she forgets to grab the yogurt, runs home as fast as she can to Chidi, who, by the way, William Jackson Harper, this is probably his strongest episode mm-hmm. yet, I think. Uh, Chidi's not that impressed with how excited Eleanor is about this. No. He's like, okay, 
Where's the yogurt? <laughs> Eleanor is so riding that good person train all the way through to the end of their little conversation. The good person that takes us into the little title <laughs> scene, which is great. But Chidi is just kind of as usual. No, this is just what everybody should do yeah, for it's everyone. Like that's bog standard. All the time. In philosophy class at the beginning of the episode, Chidi, Eleanor, and Jason are there. And we're not going to step into the philosophy class today because I don't know enough about utilitarianism to have a, have any type God of conversation it, about it. But that's what happens here. Chidi's explaining. Well, then you explain it. What is utilitarianism, Steven? Well, it's it's the greater good mentality. Right. You know, Superman will, will level a fucking building, but he stopped the, the bad guy, you know. Uh, Spider-Man will cause, or Batman will cause, the Avengers will cause millions of dollars worth of damage to a small Eastern European town, but they sure stopped Ultron. Yeah. You know, that's the whole, the thinking behind it, which I think, you know, it, it, it's, 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 the greater good you know i think there's the the popular story about the shepherd that left his 99 sheep to go save the one this is the opposite of that you know you keep the 99 sheep alive fuck the one sheep you lose have a couple bang it out you got another sheep sure that's true but i feel like the greater good argument is like who is deciding what is good for the greater community and who is yeah. it actually servicing and what are your action are your actions serving yourself or others i think it's I get why Eleanor would be so excited by like, oh, well, then, yeah, if I have a good reason for everything I'm doing, then I'm never going to be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, or like Jason explaining his story about Sheila and letting one alligator smuggling drug dealer. Yeah, one, one innocent alligator dealer to save a 60-person dance crew, Zach. Well, that is a case of the greater good that is serving the greater good. Yeah. But then I'm trying to think of... I don't know. I think of more of like a government situation. Sure. Like when shitty we're like, ah, we're going to bomb this, good. this exactly. town because there might be a bad guy in it. And if we get the bad guy, then then it's good. You know, and I think that th right. that's where it falls into the dilemma because you have people making those executive decisions, but not thinking about how it affects those other than themselves. And that's right. why utilitarianism is not perfect. That's why utilitarian societies don't normally function that well, because there it's it's a very selfish way of thinking they just discussed that for a moment because then we go right into how jason's trying to get the fuck out of there so he can get some mini waffles at tahani's brunch yeah and he does there's a really funny exchange between him and chidi when he asks to leave and chidi's like you can have whatever you want whenever you want but jason doesn't see the world that way tahani's making mini waffles now and if yeah. I leave now, I'll <laughs> definitely get some to most of them. Mm -hmm. And so he does. He leaves. And we don't get a ton of Jason in this episode, but that character, as we discussed a lot last week, is just immediately so set in mm -hmm. that I love every little bit of Jason we get. And I also love that this is the type of show that just introduced us to one of our core characters, and we don't really need him as much this week. So we'll touch no. more on him next week or in the future. Yeah, and I like that. This show can do that, and it works. So Jason leaves, and I think Chidi thinks this is probably his excuse to take a break from always having mm -hmm. to corral these crazy kids. But Eleanor is really excited and on a on a hook of trying to get better and pushing Her forward. Her brain is horny. And it doesn't become the, the dramatic problem that it will become later in the episode yet, but it's pretty clear that Chidi's dodging Eleanor. Yeah. And She's we'll like, get ah, perfect. Later. You can grade my six-page paper. Uh, Tani is having this brunch. And I noticed there's a small moment here where Jianyu asks, or Jason, obviously, but as Jianyu asks Tahani, syrup? <laughs> and I just liked, it was a very telling moment of how 
that relationship is not developing as the rest of Jason's experience here is developing. Yeah. And they just say, have that one moment tells us exactly what we need about exactly. what's been going on between them. He's saying a word here and there to ask for a basic need, but that's it. And Tawny's like, oh, chatty today, are we? <laughs> it's cute. Michael is talking to Tahani about the party, and uh, he's been working on small talk. I've been working on my Western Hemisphere brunch banter. Tell me what you think. That New Yorker article was crazy. You haven't seen Hamilton? Hey, did you hear about Stephanie? Do you like brunch, Zach? I mean, I love waking up at 11 o'clock, so sure. Sure. Brunch I'm is really big a, in Chicago. I was never early, really a brunch or breakfast. I love breakfast food, and here. I love fancy breakfast food, so mm -hmm. I'm down for brunch. I noticed living in Chicago, going to brunch a lot of times, it's really just an excuse to start drinking at like Absolutely. 11 o'clock or noon and not stop drinking until like 8 o'clock at night. It's great. Is it? <laughs> I mean, for, for, for the person drinking, yeah, in that moment. Michael says, have you seen Hamilton? That, that's the one that made me laugh so hard. Have you seen Hamilton? <laughs> Janet steps in. Ah, did you read the new New Yorker article? Article, yeah. That was the first one. Janet comes in to tell Michael, we have a Category 55 emergency doomsday crisis. And Michael is trying to react appropriately. But everything Michael does is more thought out than we think at this point. I'm willing to say that. So he's, like, trying to... I don't know exactly what he's trying to do here. Well, he's, he's panicking without getting to you know, we'll touch on later. He's he's panicking because yeah. there's something wrong and he knows there's something wrong, but he doesn't want to let on to yes, everyone that there's something exactly. wrong, but he can't hide his emotions. He's like freaking out. And he's like, ah, everything's fine. By the way, do you have like a private little room I can go to to yes, uh, scream and no one will hear me? Like, <laughs> Tahani, could you show us to a room where no one can see us or hear us if I were to scream loudly out of fear? <laughs> this line is really funny. And just... All you've got, you just got to watch it. Ted Danson's line deliveries as mm -hmm. Michael are perfect every time. And they're so, in his panic, he still has that Michael aloofness in the way that he yeah. delivers his lines. It's really funny. Uh, we learn that the sinkhole is not repairing itself, uh, Janet's telling Michael. There's something in there where Michael's like, and how bad is this? Very bad. Or, Very bad. And what's wrong? Everything's wrong. Um, and while this is happening, Tahani kind of sneaks in on them and overhears what they're discussing. Uh, and she comes in to tell Michael that she saw the sinkhole get bigger, which is yeah. where the episode ended last week. And Michael is still trying to keep his cool, but is losing it a little more. <laughs> he's like, this is the reaction I have when things are mundane and expected. And then he's like, now I'm going to walk off at a regular pace. And he takes and then a starts like and then runs as fast as he can. <laughs> that seems really funny. The show's always at the best when Michael has a reason to be anxious and freaking out about something which, thankfully, is most of the show. Now, but because Michael's freaking out, Zach, he makes one major mistake where he leaves right. the, the, the top secret folder open, which, of course, Tahani's going to take a peek at. Right. You know, she wants, to, she wants to help. She wants to be good. She doesn't have information that she feels like, well, she's out of the loop, so she's got to get herself into the loop. To, and uh, even smaller than that, you see a bunch of top secret, top secret. You're like, I'm yeah. going to gonna see what peek. this is. Take a peek. Meanwhile, Eleanor is trying to get Chidi to teach her, but Chidi's going off on like, I'm going to run to town. 
I'm going to get some blankets. And Eleanor is so, it, it's classic, like, in this situation, Eleanor is the girlfriend that's about to get broken up with, yeah. but doesn't know it yet. And and to the guy, it's been decided a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it's just let me get out of this situation. So he's like, I'm going to go get some blankets in town. And Eleanor is already putting on her jacket <laughs> and is ready to leave. And then Chidi says, you know what? No, I have plenty of blankets. I'm going to use those blankets and take a nap somewhere else for a while. <laughs> uh, and... It's funny that Eleanor, in a very Eleanor fashion, does here start to realize, whoa, something's wrong. Tell me what's wrong. What are you not telling me? But it took her a while. It took her longer than it should have. But she thinks she's so charming and likable. Why would anyone, you know, have an issue with her? Eleanor's line about how she can tell something's wrong because the vibe that she's putting out, uh, she's put out that vibe in the past if she bought weed from someone's nephew or if she secretly befriended someone's ex or her significant other's ex last year before it got out of hand and now I'm her bridesmaid. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very funny. Kristen Bell does these great... For Eleanor being someone who has a lot that she needs to hold in, when she speaks, she's constantly blurting a bunch of things out. Yeah. And the way that Kristen Bell delivers that is really funny. And likewise, uh, William Jackson Harper has a small, very funny moment when Eleanor keeps saying, tell me what's wrong. I'm not going to leave you alone until, until you tell me what's wrong. And Chidi says, nothing. Because uh. uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just, and Chidi is is so conflicted and he's so full of these like, emotions and he wants to just lash out and leave but he's like no i have a moral obligation to be nice to this person and he's so conflicted and it's torturous for him i love it so good top secret honey she can't help but look at the manual and without spending much time looking at the sinkhole problems immediately finds a list of the rankings of everybody in the neighborhood from best to worst which seems so catered to what would drive tahani crazy that it that I don't know. You know what I mean? It's it's a little fishy. It's a little not fishy. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> it's just fitting that her going to look for that would lead her to that path. You know. Now, do you think you'd look at the rankings, Zach? I feel like you probably would. Yeah, yeah. But I think if I saw myself at the bottom, I'd be like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but Tahani sees that Eleanor and Jason are both very very high. Uh, Jianyu being number two mm-hmm. and Eleanor being number six, six? and that really affects her and that what takes us into the first Tahani flashback which is great like you mentioned this episode I love that I don't know our previous flashbacks have just given us like a moment in someone's life but this Mm -hmm. gives us three important times in Tahani and Camilla and their parents relationship with each other Um, in this first one we see Tahani and Camilla as children and they've both done art of a bird yeah. And Tahani's is a lovely painting that was done by a child who shows promise but doesn't show technique, I suppose. Yeah. And meanwhile, Camilla has this shiny, almost chromium bird <laughs> statue that is a, a metaphor on seeing yourself reflected back in it. Mm-hmm. And we just immediately pick up how every talent Camilla has – and. I don't even think I see Camilla that negatively no. in this episode because uh, she has all these talents and she should be catered Celebrate, to because yeah. of them and she should have those talents stretched and, and put out into the world. But we see immediately that throughout their life and from the time they were young, this was done at the expense of Tahani being given room to grow. Well, and I think that it's it's really, really intelligently done and it's smart yeah. that they saved it. 
because to this point, Tahani is this perfect character. Mm -hmm. She's, she is the, you know, what we would have perceived as the top in the good place in the rankings because she does all this good. She organizes the cleanups. She's hosting all these things for people. While, she's of course, having joy. her complexities that are a little more complicated than well, that. And, and Eleanor sees Tahani as this untouchable, perfect person now. Yeah. But Tahani sees her sister that way. Tahani wasn't viewed as, as the top dog, as the alpha ideal person to be. She was second best her whole life. And and I think that shows that, you know, no matter how we view somebody, there's always someone that they view in that light, too. That's you know? true. And I think it's very humanizing for Tahani as well. And kind of mirroring to Chidi's problem in this episode, Tahani finally has this experience to, like, get what she feels she's deserved, her merit for all that mm -hmm. she did in her lifetime. And even here, she's always in the shadow of 300 other people, let alone yeah. her sister and her parents. So that's a great little flashback of them as children that really sets the stage for Tahani's trajectory throughout the series. Like the the crux of what she has to come to terms with throughout her time in the afterlife is her complicated relationship and her jealousy and also her trauma because of her parents and her sister. Yeah. Um, and it was a great way to kick that off. Meanwhile, it's really funny. She, uh, Eleanor won't leave Chidi alone until he tells her what's wrong. And Eleanor, I think this is when she does the, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. And just keeps following him. It was a really cool tracking shot of, of them doing that. Likewise, mm -hmm. early in the episode when Eleanor is running home through the Good Place set to get home after the the yogurt thing. Some some good pieces of, of film work here from yeah. the director this week. So Which I feel like cool. this show is, is generally pretty well filmed and Absolutely. directed in terms of the shots like there's I can't think of any times where I'm like oh that's looks weird or that's an awkward transition I think it's all very intentionally thought out which you like to see in a sitcom because it doesn't have to have things like that to make it good but it adds to the it does add the effect of the show Chidi caves a little bit and he, he's kind of sick of spending all of his time with Eldenor and he's starting to tell her that um he, it's really affecting him to the point where he feels like the only solace he gets from Eleanor is when he gets to sleep. This is a nice dream. My grandma's here. Wait, she's got Eleanor's face and tentacles for some reason. I thought you liked teaching me. So now I'm just some huge burden for you? Yes, of course you are. That's really funny. Because it's, it's just his, his stress is manifesting in all these elements of his life. He has no respite, no escape from this hefty obligation that he feels to help this person who at times seems very unhelpable. But he is a kind-hearted person, so he doesn't want to directly tell Eleanor, I am sad because you're not who I'm supposed to have and I want yeah. to have that. That comes later. Here, Chidi just kind of says... This isn't the paradise that I thought it would be. Yeah, my paradise. I'm tired. Was I need a break. In the in the water with French poetry, rowing mm -hmm. a boat, and here, yes, he's constantly fluxed with what to do with the situation he's been thrown into. Um, and as their fight booms, they come to a moment where they say, "I think we should just move out." They're gonna mm -hmm. like, which doesn't Chidi have his apartment? He does, but he moved out of his apartment and into Eleanor's. In to the, make things look yeah. okay. Uh, but they agree that they're going to split ways. And as soon as they're splitting up, Michael shows up with the news that on the television that there's a, a crisis going on outside. It's not safe to leave their homes. And everyone needs to stay inside. And then mm -hmm. he ends it with the really silly, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
so Eleanor and Chidi are stuck, and uh, their their house kind of becomes a dump as they are stuck there over a few days, not talking to each other, yeah. not developing this fight that they're having. Uh, that's almost worse than having a fight when there's stuff that needs to be said on oh, the surface, and, you and mm-hmm. you're just like watching TV, as Eleanor does here. Uh, Eleanor has the funny line that, well, I wish I could stop watching TV, but school was canceled. What am I saying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I like the Michael bit where he's telling all, it's like a hotel television station. Yeah. Like all the amenities that they have. And I like the ad for, and consider trying Janet. And it says Janet Janet in text with Janet, (laughs) our our universal search machine. I don't know what they call her, but it was a cute moment. It's adorable. I like that little that little bit they made because you know it, it's it's nice. They really put thought into making this a welcoming environment. You know, you may not. But don't go outside. It but don't go outside, safe. please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, and El- Elnor says the neighborhood is 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 offline. That means mm-hmm. no Janet, no mm-hmm. no nothing. They're That's just stuck in this house together. You can just watch that one video over and over again. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're trying to avoid the person. Yep. Okay, so we get kind of a classic sitcom couple argument over who's going to do the dishes, but I like that they did it in a good place way. It had a good place twist on it because Eleanor has just been assuming that putting dirty dishes in the sink, your dishes are cleaned like because it's the good place. Yeah. So you don't have to do your dishes, so they're done for you. But that's not the case. Chidi's been doing the <laughs> dishes, and Eleanor's reaction to that isn't like, oh, my God. I, then I should do them too. She's like, well, then what's up with these bad boys? Yeah. All the, all the dishes around. And that kind of sends Chidi into his, like, oh, my God, you're just insufferable. You're just yeah. like this all the time. Um, and and it, Eleanor's not really trying to talk about the situation. She thinks that it's all just going to blow over. But Chidi's mm-hmm. the type of person that's like, this is festering in me. And we've yeah. got to get to the bottom of it for anything else to happen. I, they're just kind of stuck in it at this point. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be even more stuck and even more unable to talk about what's going on because that's when Michael shows up with Bart and Nina, uh, the neighbors who live closest to the sinkhole who now need a place to stay during the crisis. And, you know, since Eleanor is Michael's assistant, it only makes sense that this would be the home that they're brought to stay in. Which Eleanor immediately is like, yeah, sure, of course. You can kind of tell she's like, really? Yeah. She's like, this is the worst thing that could happen right now. <laughs> Michael's like, oh, but don't worry. It's just going to take between an hour and 11 months. 11 months. months. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> uh, so they're still fighting, but now they're going to have to kind of keep it under wraps because they've got to be, as always, pretending so- to be someone and a couple that they're not. They, Which is they... a very terrible thing. I don't know if you've ever like been in a bit of a tiff with your significant other and then had to be like around people. It's never oh, sure. Fun. Yeah. Sure, it isn't fun. And even when you think you're doing a good job, you, like, walk into a room where that's happening and immediately feel it. Oh, yeah. You can tell always. Yeah. Uh, They think they're doomed. They're worried their cover's blown, and they're still quipping. One of my favorite things about this episode, though, is that the chemistry between William Jackson Harper and Kristen Bell is just as strong when they're fighting each other as it is when they're on the same team. They play off each other so well. It's so good when Eleanor's like, oh, I'm cheaty. I lost my virginity to a book. (laughs) 
we find out that Bart and Nina aren't just regular neighbors, that the good stuff that they did to get to the good place was respectively being a marriage counselor mm -hmm. and a specialist in identity theft. Yeah, uh, body the, language, all sorts of things. He can read people. I can tell if people are pretending to be something they're not. It's, again, <laughs> just like Tahani finding the list. Yeah. It's just another thing that seems somehow catered to get a bad reaction or to make this as hard as possible yeah. for the people that are here, which really sucks. Yeah, it's really did not shake out well for the Other than Jason, he's having a great time. So meanwhile, Tahani, this is kind of slight, but unlike last week, I like this slight plotline for Tahani. She's mm. now trying to boost her score in The Good Place, which, of course, all of that's been said and done. The ratings aren't going to change. It's just like a, a Excel spreadsheet of point system values, right? I don't, so, if I had seen it, I would have thought that it was a current running total. That would have been my first thought, too. I get that, and maybe I would too, but it makes perfect sense that once you die, the points it stop stops. being yeah, accumulated. Yeah, why they keep track? It's not a competition once you're in the good place, but of course it is for Tahani, so she's trying to I, I love the, the runner, better. though, of that while everyone's been quarantined, everyone's at brunch at Tahani, so now everyone is stuck there, and Tahani day has three to host of our brunch these extravagant things. She says. And she has to do it with no Janet. Mm -hmm. And she's doing a great job. Yeah, everyone. she had a spreadsheet, activities for different groups of people. And everyone's like, Tahani, you're so great. This is amazing. But she's miserable. She had to stay up all night to mm -hmm. like get stuff ready. She's been entertaining for like three days straight. That's tough. They say, you are truly the best. And she's like, yes, you'd, you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> and that takes us to another flashback. Uh, it's taking her back to a time when she was hosting an auction um, to raise money. Did we learn what the cause was uh i don't know if it said yeah she's at this auction she's raising money and the thermometer is half full so she's at like five million of a 10 million yeah. goal, which is a shit ton of money but her parents come in and are super passive aggressive about the fact that they didn't make them that she didn't make the money that she yeah, set so out to make this is a, a failure like on a our failure. family you know? When millions of dollars going to charity is never a failure, yeah. but they do. They they make her feel bad to the point where Tahani feels like she has no choice but to bring Camilla into the auction, and she's going to sell just a lunch with her. And she's like a modern-day version of like a Oprah, like up-and-coming, like just this all-powerful woman who is talented yeah. in every way that is taking on the world in every way that she possibly can and succeeding the hell out of every time that she tries. So they bring a Camilla and of course a lunch with her goes for millions and millions of dollars. And what's so brutal about this is that the parents then bid on $5 million for lunch. So they always could have donated that money that they were yeah. just chastising Tahani for. And it's such brutal, bad parenting that's done in a way that's silly and jokey, but it makes me, it makes my heart sting for her. Well, and Tahani has, Maybe my favorite line to this point in the show where she's introducing Camilla and she goes, without further ado, take it away from me. I mean, take it away. <laughs> take it away, Camilla. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's so funny and telling to how Tahani is like behind like just absolutely grated teeth. Like, okay, here's Camilla. Everybody loves her. Go ahead and steal my spotlight and make this about, you know. And Camilla's not didn't say, oh, I'll come save you. They called her to come do it. But Tahani knows that no matter what in her parents' eyes and the world's eyes, she's never going to be on level footing with her. What's interesting is that 
there's got to be more complexity to Camilla's character. She's got to feel just as much the brunt of having to live up to all of this. Yeah. Um, so these two sisters should be bonding together and working together, but their parents have just kind of opposed them from each other, and mm-hmm. it's really sad. Meanwhile, kind of the sillier storyline, Bart and Nina are continuing to meddle with Chidi and Eleanor to figure out what's going on in their relationship. Or just earlier in the episode, they talked about how obsessed they are with Eleanor and Chidi and how they're always mm-hmm. secretly off to the side hiding and, and as if they're trying to figure something out. And it, they just feel so close to Chidi and Eleanor's secret. And meanwhile, Chidi and Eleanor can't keep this fight off anymore. They're driving each other crazy. So this is where we get the scene that behind glass, they yell at each other. They say they're going to chat secretly, but Chidi yells about, I am vexed, Eleanor, which is <laughs> such a good line reading. Meanwhile, before they really start fighting, Eleanor's like, I think they're just here to swing. I say mm-hmm. we go for it. And it's such a funny <laughs> back and forth. Chidi says, I'm not going to have sex to get someone to stop talking to me. And Eleanor <laughs> says, really? You and I are very different. Very different. different. <laughs> <laughs> And Eleanor has a lot of funny lines in this moment because when she's flustered, she just keeps mouth vomiting. When she says, you know, I know that we're doing this thing where we're arguing and fighting and it's going to get hot and we're going to start making out. Dream on. Okay, let's just do it. (laughs) (laughs) But the fight intensifies and they say mean things to each other, uh, culminating in Eleanor's kind of classic, yeah, basic moment Mm -hmm. to Chidi. And they realize that they've been seen. Bart and Nina are on the other side of the glass, obviously, seeing them waving their arms around and yelling at each other a bunch. They don't hear what they said, so they got that going for them. But but they read the body language, and they can tell there's some tension. Uh, Bart could feel the moment he walked in. He was like, you know, I knew there was something up, but this confirms it. You're hiding something. And Eleanor, of course, is like, no, I'm not super defensive, (laughs) but not Eleanor. Cheaty. Ooh, Bart thinks she's hiding something. Tahani, okay, she goes outside when she's not supposed to, and she's sneaking around. I do like this shot where we see, like, the the sinkhole and the the neighborhood in disarray and Tahani, like, making her way through. The sinkhole, which is much bigger now, by the way. It's huge. huge. It's like a whole block. Yeah. Yeah. I like when Michael's like, Janet, what's 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 wrong down there? And Janet's like, everything. (laughs) (laughs) But Tahani just wants to help even though really it's so she can boost her points. So she shows up with donut holes. <laughs> the Janet joke of, well, the donut holes because of sinkhole. Get it? That was, what, too soon? Yes, by exactly nine, nine days. days. <laughs> Which is funny. I love that Janet has all the information, but including like proper comedic timing. Uh-huh. I think that's really funny. It's also great. We get, like, Tahani is starting to show side effects by being out during the crisis. So she starts to have, like, the Picasso thing just yeah. lightly happen to her. Her lips change colors. And what her else happens to like, her? eyes, like, waving around. It's cool. It's a cool yeah, piece Yeah, it it's pretty good at editing. special effects. Uh, so since she's showing these signs, Michael has Janet knock her out. <laughs> and take her out. And they don't catch her. She just hits the ground. I mean, she's in the good place, so she can't really be hurt, but still. Meanwhile, now that Eleanor is... Okay, so she knows that she's off the hook as far as them thinking she's hiding something. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of on the side of Bart and Nina of trying to have them get out of Chidi what's really going on. Um, And I like Eleanor says stuff like, come on, just let it all out. But exactly the right Mm -hmm. amount of letting it all out that both of us will like. Um, And it's a really heart-wrenching moment when without the counselor people knowing the – 
pretext of what's going on when Chidi says, I spend every waking moment thinking about Eleanor and trying to support her. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's just such a cross to bear. Yeah, and, and I love that he, you know, it's it's heartfelt because she's like, you know, on Earth never had a soulmate, never had anyone that I really loved. And when Michael told me that I was going to have that, I was I was thrilled, but it's just not not what I expected. And it's continuing to not be what I was hoping for because he got he got so excited. Chidi lived this academic did. life where he f- devoted his entire life to his manuscripts, his work. And now he finally was going to get to escape that and get to just be happy and in love and this is not what it has turned out to be for him yeah bart and nina kind of they well they've been saying you know soulmates take some time or they say to chidi oh Mm -hmm. so you've never had a serious relationship before so you just got to give it some time and it'll all blow over and it kind of gets them off the hook a little bit uh for for being found out but there's a moment when chidi's explaining his displeasure that he after kind of avoiding for a while locks eyes with eleanor yeah and it's a sad moment because i think eleanor obviously isn't expecting anything romantic out of chidi but is basically being told that she can't be lovable or can't be this person's other half and it probably makes her look at herself in a different light and it's kind of a sad moment well especially because when they were arguing i think she says to him oh poor you you have an awesome girl that you have to spend all your time with yeah because that's how she sees it is like well this nerd's getting to hang out with a total smoke show yeah It's funny, and it's even funnier with some of the spoiler context. Eleanor and Shidi talk themselves out of the situation. They're like, we're going to go to bed. They throw them off the trail, even though they're like, you're not going to be able to go to bed after all that. But they get off, and they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And the doors close, and the cloud thing shows. And I love that they use the same sound effects from the first episode mm-hmm. to show that that truly does play every time. Every time. <laughs> and the funny moment is that Bart says out loud the same thing Eleanor said the first time. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah. It's <laughs> a really funny moment. Um, and we didn't even mention that they also recommend that Eleanor and Chidi come by sometime for an erotic massage. Yeah. It doesn't always lead there, but it often does. And then it kind of always does. Yeah. <laughs> so Tahani wakes up from having been knocked out, and Michael explains what she did. And Tahani doesn't hold it back anymore. She explains that she saw the rankings, and we don't quite get a reassurance from Michael yet. All that Michael says is, you shouldn't be looking at that. It's top secret. There are so many things in there I don't want seen, like these song lyrics I've been working on for a while. Yeah, he wants to finish them before he lets people hear them. It takes her back into her flashback mode for the last time in this episode, where we see a little bit later in their lives when their parents have died, Tahani and Camilla being told what their parents left for them. Most of it, unsurprisingly, left to Camilla. Mm -hmm. Some left to Tahani, but with with her name spelled Tahini. Just one last fuck you from her parents, like a really specific, like, yeah, we know what we're doing. We don't give a shit about you. And finally, this breaks Tahani to where she kind of erupts and says that she's going to go off and do her own thing. Camilla can have all of the resources. She doesn't need it. And it's really a moment that makes you happy for Tahani. You really yeah. want her to go off and do well, even though it's clouded in 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 sadness because, well, directly, she's even got her clothes on backwards, so she looks like mm-hmm. an idiot while she's doing it. And indirectly, we know that she dies and she's in the good place and that she still... Yeah has all of these issues that she, it seems, didn't get the time to, to get do over. what she set out to do, which is sad. Yeah. 
What do you think of the moment at the end when the lady who's telling them all that they get from the wills is like, and Camilla, I'm obligated to tell you one more thing. I am so attracted to you. Yeah. And I've never been attracted to a woman before. But there's a connection spiritually that I have to you that is also very sexual. That was really I, funny. Actually. Yeah, that was funny. Because she says, I'm obligated to say one I'm more thing. Obligated. So Tahani is like, okay, you're going to tell me something that my parents said. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just one no, last just stake that. through the heart of how hot uh, Camilla is now. <laughs> compl- complex and complicated she is. Yeah. But after the flashback, Michael, I thought this was a nice moment for Michael, Mm -hmm. explains to Tahani why she shouldn't take this seriously and explains that the ratings don't change once you're already in the good place and that, sure, you're number 300 out of something, but you're also the 1% out of billions and billions and billions of people. who made it. Yeah, and she did make it, and she should find solace in that. Yeah, she should, and she she is worthy. She's enough. I think that was really sweet of Michael to reiterate that to her. We learn here that the sinkhole has supposedly begun to repair itself, which weirdly Michael finds just as alarming as when bad things were happening. Yeah. And it's a funny moment because Tahani thinks that it must in some way have something to do with her. <laughs> Tahani and... saves – nope, nope, not you. No, you have nothing to do with it. We got to leave immediately. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Almost to the end of the episode, Chidi and Eleanor are off the hook as Bart and Nina leave their house because it's safe to go outside again. And Chidi finds that Eleanor left him a note to meet at the lake in the good place. And it leads to this really sweet moment of of platonic friendship where Eleanor has set out to create the paradise that Chidi always wanted in the way that she can. And with the Eleanor twist of giving him the fork off Eleanor card, which is cute. We don't see her do that self-reflecting. I would have liked maybe for her to have like a deeper moment leading Mm -hmm. to this, but it does show that I can see how much of a struggle it is and that it's not just fun to have me around all the time. And I am learning to be a person that, well, because in any relationship, sometimes you need to be by yourself. Absolutely. Whether it's romantic and platonic. And it's easy to go to, what? You don't want to be around me? Well, uh-huh. what did I do? What's wrong with me? Or you can have some grace and say, have a nice nap or like go take some time to yourself. When you want your partner or other person back, I'm here. And if you need to take some time, go take some time. And I think that's really important to a healthy relationship. We both live with our significant other, and I'm sure there's times where we are really happy to be next to each other, whether we're doing the same thing, doing different things. There's well, also certainly times always to happy to be next to out. each other. Yeah. But yes, there are times that you just want to be to yourself, and I think mm-hmm. that's really important. And Eleanor shows that she's growing and that she's learned that. It's a really sweet moment. Chidi's reactions to her gesture is really sweet. Yeah. Um, the line where Eleanor says, I know we're not soulmates, but we're friends. But we're friends. And I can do something to help you. Cute. Really sweet moment. Yeah. Eleanor realizes that Chidi's kind of tortured by her being there and that she could play more of an active part in helping him be happy, which is nice. Yeah. And then there's a button on the sweet moment that's so funny because Chidi gets on the boat. He's all happy and excited. And then he's like, I have never done this before. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to row a boat. This was a theoretical fantasy. 
Yeah, there's there's like two. I was laughing pretty hard because this this scene ends with him yelling, "How do you row a boat?" As he's just in the <laughs> middle of the body of water. Super and, funny. And the transition to the next scene, which also starts with a really really funny Michael moment when he's I'm, like, "The floor is brand yeah, new. Like, it works. You, you fine. can jump up and down on no it. No problem. Everybody jump." <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the last scene of the episode, and we'll get to it. But this is the moment and. I wanted this episode to keep going. Yeah, I Last too. week when the episode ended, I was kind of half sold on the twist at the end. Mm-hmm. This one isn't really a twist per se. It's just a satisfying ending of a scene that feels like it needs to be directly followed up with yeah. something. And it doesn't. We have to wait until next week. But uh, Eleanor learns through Michael that the sinkhole fixed itself. And yeah. everything seems to be good. And Eleanor, of course, as she's on a string of kind of being let off the hook for things... Uh, she thinks that this is good news, but Michael, as we kind of saw when he first learned that the sinkhole was repairing itself, he doesn't exactly see this as good news because he just as much doesn't know why this is happening as he didn't know why the other thing was happening. Of course, Eleanor knows the answer to both. It's fixing itself because of the gesture that she had just done for Chidi, Mm -hmm. but, uh, uh, Michael doesn't know this. Eleanor does. And Michael can't just let it go as a good thing because he's not the boss here, apparently. He's not as yeah. in charge as he, as he thought. So he tells Eleanor, as his assistant, that they're going to go to his office and they're going to stay together until they can figure out what the problem is. And it's another in a long string of events that cause Eleanor to have to freak out and rethink her situation here. And mm-hmm. it'll be exciting to see what happens next week. I don't exactly remember. Yeah, I, this is, you know, it, it was revealed a couple weeks ago that Eleanor is, is going to be Michael's assistant and this is finally them saying okay we're getting into that now I really like it and I like that too that they've kind of touched on it here and there until it needed to be the active part of the story mm-hmm. now it is so we'll see what that means next week yeah I'm excited to dive in that's the end of the episode I think it's a great episode I don't think it quite reaches the height of the first episode Mm-mm. but this might be the best episode outside of that last week's yeah. It was good with the Jason stuff. I mean, it's all been good, but this was a solid episode that has got me back down that train of this show is crack, and I need the next yeah. line of it as soon as I can. Absolutely. Not much left to do here except for talk about our good place and bad place deliberations this week. Steven, let's start with the bad place. Who do you think earned a spot in the punishment you know, chair? As, as much as, as I understand the motivations – and I like this character in this episode. Tahani's mm-hmm. in the bad place for me. She was a little Snoopy, really? Snoopy Sally. She was looking where she shouldn't have. She broke the quarantine, was out there walking around with a little bit selfish intentions. So Tahani ends up in the bad place for me this week. For me, the bad place is kind of a usual suspect. I threw Eleanor in there. Mm-hmm. She makes a big step at the end of the episode that is going to take her closer to getting out of there. Yeah. But just how blind she is to... What Chidi needs and her part in it and how she's hurting the people around her when she couldn't make small decisions to make things incrementally better. It makes me sad how much mm-hmm. Chidi hurts and how much Eleanor is the cause of it. You know, I, I agree with all that, Zach, but I had Eleanor in my good place. I think that because Eleanor of the ending. shows growth at the beginning of the episode. I think True. that... But it's it's, it's fake a lot of... growth because it's not real. She's excited that she lets someone have frozen yogurt. You and know? she never would have done that before, Zach. So it's growth. It may not be growth equivalent to the average person, but from I'm where sure she started Adolf Hitler now. let a little kid a couple of times skip him for some froyo. 
that does not utilitarianism that does not make a good person <laughs> but i think that eleanor's uh efforts at the end of the episode clearly pay off because the sinkhole closes zach true so she's showing growth and that she's doing good things that have offset her previous bad behavior well my good place is cheaty because cheaty is great he's so selfless to the point that he is actively in constant displeasure the entire time he's been here, but he knows what to him the right thing is to do, and he made that decision, and he's sticking to it for better and worse, and that says a lot, and much like I want to see Chidi get to live the paradise that he wanted here, that's why I want to put him in the good place, even though yeah. he is technically, because he deserves that peace. And I the, hope he gets the, it. I think the main reason Chidi did not get my good place spot this week, Hubie Mountain Rich, is because Eleanor had to set those boundaries for him because he wouldn't do it himself. You know, mm. I think that it's important to have healthy boundaries in any relationship. And and I'm glad that those exist now to some degree for Chidi. That's going to make him happier and, and bring him more fulfillment. But it, it would have been nice if Chidi set those himself. Yeah. But he's still the goodest of boys. Chidi's such a good boy. And mm-hmm. William Jackson Harper is adorable. Yeah. He delivers so all of his so lines handsome. so well. Mm-hmm. Great episode. We're going to wrap it up by reading off an email from one of our patrons who I, I kind of took a gander at the email. had a lot of nice things to say. Let's see what, yeah, what's I'm going gonna, on I'm in gonna the take mailbag. A, take a read of this. Uh, this is from Autumn Marsh, one of our patrons. Hi, Autumn. They say, hey, guys, fellow Hoosier here. I am finally writing in now that I'm caught up through the community podcast and now the Good Place podcast. I am 39 weeks pregnant now. Wow. And started listening to the podcast after I realized how true crime podcasts made me inconsolably weepy and gave me nightmares. Yay, hormones. Yeah, We've been told that... our show does that, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we can fill that gap for you. Uh, I love listening to podcasts to keep me company as I work completely remotely and barely leave the house. This habit started during COVID as I was trying to distance and flatten the curve as much as possible. Respect. Over the past few months, hearing Steven's laugh and Zach's dry deliveries have been a wonderful way to make me feel like I'm not alone and cheer me up through the mundane long work days. Aw. Cute. We hope you name uh, your child after one or both of us. Um, The dumb off-the-wall things that get talked about reminds me a lot of my conversations with my husband, and I always look forward to him coming home at the end of the day to share them with him. Aw. That's so nice. We're this happy to be part me with of your... all kinds of thoughts. Yeah, we're happy to to be invited into your private time with your husband, Autumn. It makes us feel very flattered. One, um, I'd like to know how she feels about her fetus hearing me say "come" so much earlier. Um, the fetus knows what "come" is, Zach. You got to know where you came from. The fetus is "come." <laughs> the fetus so fetus. if anybody knows "come," it's that fetus. <laughs> it's your unborn <laughs> child. Um, um, Autumn, I also I really like to do this podcast from the perspective of. Every listener should see us as their husband. So yeah. I am so glad, honey, to, to, <laughs> honey, to, to be that man in your life. <laughs> also, uh, should I wet my delivery? Is my, my delivery is dry? Is it well, too I'm, dry? I, I'm over here soaked, Zach. So you got to sop bit? up some of that. So okay. if, if you were also just dripping from the brim, True. we'd be a mushy cast. And this isn't a mush cast. That's not what this is. No. That's on that's, Patreon. That's for us to do on our own time. Yeah. It's hard to watch the show through fresh eyes when I've obsessively watched it all the way through multiple times these past few years. Every time I watch through, I have a different favorite character. Also, this episode has my favorite Tahani dress, the blue cutout dress and shawl when she visits the sinkhole. Absolutely looking great. 
Yeah. Um, some of the funniest lines from this episode basically comes from any interaction Eleanor and Chidi have, such as, I'm revved up to learn, my brain is horny, is something used <laughs> often in our house, Good as one. it should be. Um, Eleanor, look at all these dishes piling up. I used to throw them in the sink and they would be magically cleaned by morning. Chidi's, I did that. I cleaned the dishes. Oh, then what's up with these bad boys? It's <laughs> a great one. Um, all right, now they, they give their good place, bad place. Bad place, I know this is a Tahani-centered episode, the flashbacks showing her parents' treatment of her during formative years and beyond, but her scoff at where Eleanor is on the good place ranking always rubbed me wrong. That's true, hmm. she poo-pooed Eleanor being so high. She was proud of Yu though. Good place, Eleanor. Her frustration she has when she wants to figure out what's wrong with Chidi shows mm -hmm. that she is growing. I would imagine she would be incredibly indifferent to any person who had an issue with her because, yeah, basic. Um, and went out of her way to provide Chidi with the experience he said he wanted, poetry, wine, etc. Uh, yeah. Learning a friend or partner's love language is important, and being able to speak in that language takes time and intention. I couldn't agree more. See, uh, Autumn championed mm -hmm. my choices so i know that they were correct zachary it's okay to be wrong um sorry for the long email i imagine they will be shorter moving forward autumn marsh thanks so much autumn uh we wish you all the happiness in your current state of being with with child we don't and, know how to talk to home. pregnant people sorry <laughs> uh you can touch our tummies anytime you'd like autumn <laughs> you might feel a kick yeah you don't even have to ask. Just come up, place your ice-cold hand right on my now-poking-out belly button. Autumn, thanks for writing in. We hope you write in, and we hope all of you listening, if you have thoughts, send them in. You can send in your takes on our previous Cheaties philosophy class segments. You can send in your thoughts on the episodes we've discussed so far at timeknifepod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at timeknifepod to find out which episodes we'll be recording next and when we need trivia for them so you can be a part of our episode. So thanks for writing in. We hope to hear from you soon. And that's this episode of Into the Time Knife. We're going to be back at you next Monday to talk about the sixth chapter of The Good Place, which is called What We Owe to Each Other. Ooh, it's a good episode. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. And if you like this show and what we do and you want to see us take it further, patreon.com slash podcast is the place to do that. You can get all our bonus content and get shout-outs on this show starting at the low, low price of $5 a month. And, Stephen, if people can't give us money, which we totally understand, but do judge, uh, our, our, our thermometer is half full. And we're trying <laughs> you are to get ranked 321 full. on our listeners list. If you uh, where can know. they find us if they refuse to give us money? If they're fine being at the bottom of the Good Place rankings, they can come follow us over on Twitter, Instagram, over at Time Knife Pod. Uh, stay up to date with all the latest news. See what episode we're asking for emails for. Find short, funny clips of the episode. And come check us out. You can also find us on YouTube. Search the name of the show and you'll get this excellent video. Let's give the, the kids at home a special treat, Zach. Uh, let's show them something. I don't know. Yeah, not going to get that if you just listen to it. Aw. There you go. That's something That's just special. for the people. I yeah. just showed him my little guy. Yeah, he, he showed his little guy all right. Anything to say? This has been lovely. I think we yeah, did. Yeah, I'm really happy to talk about the episode this week. I think it was a banger. Um, and uh, I'm excited to keep continuing this story that I love so much and seeing how these characters grow and change in different ways. And I can't wait to see how we grow and how our bodies change in different ways as it's we... formative years for us. Yeah. yeah, well, Steven, get us out of here. I think it's time. From Inside the Time Knife, Black Lives Matter, Justice for Tyler Nichols. I don't know that one. 
Uh, that's the young guy that was just uh, beat to death by the six police officers in Memphis. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. that for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steven. And we love you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>